Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello there. Today is going to be a good episode and I'm excited for it. If you are new to Grieving Moms Podcast, welcome to listening. Though I'm sorry that you need to be here. It's the catch 22, right? I'm happy that you are here, but also not happy for the reason that you're here. If you have been listening for a while, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is why I do this because you're listening and to keep helping you. I can't tell you how many messages I get from moms telling me that this podcast has saved their life. And I hope in some way that it has helped you too. If you do listen every week and you like this podcast, can you take a moment to review it on wherever you listen to your podcasts? This helps other moms get the help that they are looking for in the darkest times of their life. And I also want to let you know before we dive in about a free video that I made for when you are feeling like the pain will never end and you're trying to figure out how do I get a little break? How do I stop this pain? When will the pain ease? Maybe you're feeling stuck. Maybe you're feeling like you just spin and spin and spin in the pain and you can't seem to get out of it. This free video is for you. You can come watch it on my website at meganhillica.com and you can find it there. Okay, so I want to talk about the idea that there's no wrong way to grieve. This idea is thrown out over and over again. Whatever you are doing in your grief, it's okay. There's no wrong way to grieve. And I get it. When you are in the midst of grief, it's hard to know what's up from down. And sometimes a big fear might even be that you're doing it wrong, that you are grieving wrong. So it's helpful to be told that there's no wrong way to grieve. And then plus, all the people that come to you and start telling you how to grieve, what to do, what's right, what's wrong, you know, how you should be doing it when they have never walked a moment in your shoes, in the despair, in the sadness, in the depth of pain that you are living with. It's so frustrating when people think that they have a right to tell you what to do and what not to do and what's best for you when they just don't get it. They don't know how hard this is and that you are really doing the best you know how. And what if I also say that there is, there is a wrong way to grieve? What if I say that I can't come tell you what to do? It's not for me to tell you what is right for you or wrong for you, how to, how to do it or what you should or shouldn't do. But there are ways that will help you move through grief and there are ways that will keep you stuck in cycling in your grief. That some ways of grieving and coping with grief will give you a life that you want and some will just bring you down the path of destruction. 
So if you think there's no wrong, wrong way to grieve, is it true that everyone in this world has dealt with their grief? Think of someone that you might know who gave up after something happened to them and just simply existed the rest of their lives. Maybe they used things to numb the pain that didn't support them in living a full life. And can we blame them? Absolutely not. This pain is horrific. And what I'm trying to get at is that there are ways to grieve that I cannot and I will not support as a positive way to cope. Let's take drinking, for example. Can we all agree that drinking away your pain is not helping you cope or at least not getting you anywhere closer to learning to live with it or drugs or overeating? The ways of numbing your emotions can become addictions and this endless cycle of not being able to process the pain and needing to numb again and as soon as that numbness wears off, having to numb because the pain is too much because you don't know how to be with the pain. So... If you can grasp that there might be a wrong and right way to grieve and that it's not exactly for me to tell you, but for you to to decide for yourself what is right for you, what is wrong for you, what feels right for what you need. This might change as you grow and process your grief. For a time, being busy might be what you need to do. Then as you realize in your own time that you need to slow down, you do that. But there are ways that keep you cycling and spinning and ways of processing that move you forward and not only forward, but change in a way where you can carry grief and joy. So I know this is bold, (laughs) but I would say that there is a wrong way to grieve. And again, I can't tell you what's right or wrong, but you know what's right or wrong for you. And what I can offer is that there are ways of being with grief that make it worse and keep you stuck and make your life more miserable. And there are ways of being that keep you moving forward, support you through a very difficult time, and help you become a better person because of what you've been through. So let's take an example where it's not as, you know, extreme as I was talking about drinking or drugs, but maybe more common in the everyday. And it's not like we might not think of it as such a negative impact as drinking or drugs could be. But I recently shared on Instagram, um, by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, come follow me at Cultivated Family and follow along. I share our travels. Um, We are currently in Maine in our school bus and many things about grief and loss as well. So anyways, I shared recently on there that I was overwhelmed. There was a morning I was overwhelmed. My whole body was full of emotion, sensation, noises were coming at me from every direction, mainly my kids crying and fighting and whining and things like that. And my whole nervous system was on overload. It was just worked up. I was overwhelmed. And as I noticed my chest exploding and my throat closing up and my reactions from these feelings in my body of yelling at my kids and generally just not acting like the mom that I wanted to be. Um... I noticed that I just wanted to grab my phone and begin scrolling. I just wanted to check out from my life. I wanted to disappear. I wanted to numb those feelings in my body. And when I noticed this, this is where that awareness and learning to process your emotions can help so much. So I went outside and I sat on a chair by myself and I took in a few deep breaths and I noticed the sensations in my body. 
I sat with them. I grounded myself. And guess what? After that, I was calmer and I was more able to be the mom that I wanted to be for the rest of the day. When you learn how to process the emotions, when you learn to be with the emotions instead of needing to numb them, whether it's with food, with screens, with alcohol or drugs, you are much better off than just saying, there's no wrong way to grieve. When you can make a conscious choice to face the emotions and process them, you get to make more choices in what pain and consequences you want to deal with in your future. So what I shared, the numbing by scrolling through your phone or watching a screen, doesn't really have the same types of consequences as, say, drinking or drugs or gambling or whatever it is. Um, But it's still leading to numbing and therefore resisting and prolonging the sensations and emotions in your body. And it becomes a habit. And for me, shutting down and separating myself emotionally from my kids is just as harmful to my children as other things. And I know this is easy, y'all. It is the most challenging thing. Emotions are the hardest things to feel and the drivers of our actions, adding grief and sorrow, despair, depression, pain, and all the horrific emotions. And it's so, so challenging. But are you with me that there are ways of coping with grief that make your life better, your grief better? And there are ways that feel good for the moment, but they make your life worse. And you kick the can down the road. I want to share an example of a mom I'm working with who sent me a message and she says, I have to share about my good day. After I call, I went for a daily swim, always rejuvenating for me. I felt so good mentally and physically. I feel that releasing the emotion of impatience relaxed me. Good days are so much gooder. I thank you, Megan, and I thank God for allowing these calm, productive days in my life. It is amazing work, and I'm so grateful that this therapy is helping me turn struggles into contentment. So when you pay attention to how you are showing up with your grief and letting go of the, yeah, there's a right and a wrong way, but noticing what is helping you and what's not helping you, um, and, and notice that if you continue to take a passive approach to your grief and continue to numb and ignore and hide from it, it will show up later in your life. And I guess that's a choice you can make too, now or later. Now when you have more choices and less problems, or later when you have more problems and less choices and you're forced to do it. Everything I do here is to help guide you and to spurn you to take a more active role in your life and grief, to choose how you want to grieve and not just be the victim in your life. You can do this, my friend. You can take another step forward and grieving in the right way for you, listening to what is truly right for you and not what is right in the moment because it's easier, but what you know will help you long-term is the way forward. I believe in you. I believe in you. I truly believe in your capacity to do this, even though you don't believe it yourself. Choose the things that will help you in the most ways and go do those things. Even if they are more work, get help, get a guide. It's so much easier to have a guide helping you take the next step, to have a guide guiding you forward in the darkness, leading you and helping you choose choices 
that will support you in the long term. So that's all I have for today, this week. My friends, take care. I'll see you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.